lot can change in a couple of days, can it? Matthew Kachuk is uh, officially on the trading block, and the Preds may or may not have interest in bringing him in. We'll talk about some rumors linking the Predators to Matthew Kachuk, uh, whether the price tag is worth it, both short-term and long-term, and a little commentary on David Poyle's off-season so far. That's coming up today on the Lockdown Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at onthefourcheck.com. Well, uh, two days ago, we put together a trade list show where we came up with offers uh, for some of the big trade targets around the NHL. Uh, There's one guy on there we did last because they were like, well, right now, we don't really know if he's going to get traded. He's like the least likely, I think, right. to get traded. That person was Matthew Kachuk, who now, if you believe reports, is probably going to be traded within the next week or so. What have we started? (laughs) Yeah. What did we unleash into the universe? And if you're a Calgary Flames fan listening to this, I'm so sorry. Sorry, Sorry, Jess Belmosto. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry for the chaos we caused. Yeah. Um, first off, Ann, what's the deal with Calgary? that all of these players now all of a sudden um i you know i'm trying to remember i don't remember uh any team like in recent memory losing their two best players mm-hmm. not two of their best players their no. two best players all stars like of this caliber in the same off season in such a short time yeah this is Um, This is crazy to me, especially because when you look at how Calgary played last year, I mean, they're in the back of our minds. We were like, Calgary could make it to the Stanley Cup finals. I mean, this was a really great team. And like you said, this isn't just two of their, you know, hey, it's, you know, a couple of forwards from Calgary. You're talking like league leading players leaving Calgary. Now, here's the thing. Calgary is not totally caught with their pants down when it comes to on ice things because they still have Elias Lindholm. They still have Manji Pani. So they still have some things going on there. But you have to, I mean, look, I mean, it's not, it really, truly, it wasn't a total two-man show. It's fine, but they're not. And, you know, they have Jacob Markstrom and goal, but it's, yes. you know, it, there's a big drop off from Elias Lindholm, who had a pretty good year mm-hmm. to, you know, realizing the fact that he has nobody on his wings to right. help him get to that good season yet. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's, they're not any better. No. Yeah, they're, they're not going to get better from it for sure. But for me, the thing is, what is happening that there is some sort of, exodus of this of this kind for this caliber of player like what is what is going on because I don't really feel like we heard 
that there, it was toxic, that there was a lot of frustration, that there was, you know what I'm saying? It so it's, there may not be, but yeah. don't you think it makes one pause and go, wow, what's going on yeah. in Calgary that they both are like, eh, no, thank you. Yeah. Well, for Johnny Goodrow's case, I mean, he put out the Players' Tribune yes. where he's like, look, you know, my wife's pregnant. We're both American. It's yes. a pain in the ass still to this day to immigrate back and forth from the USA to Canada. We want to be, you know, stateside. We want to be closer to family. Yes. Uh, you know, I think his his wife was some in, in healthcare some way in Columbus. She's an ICU nurse. Yeah. An ICU nurse in Columbus. Uh, underratedly has a lot of you yes know, or like world-renowned hospitals yes and so you know you get that now if matthew kachuk's the same reason like look his obviously he grew up mm -hmm. stateside his dad's keith kachuk if yeah like you know i'm sure his family's still here and i'm sure he also you know wants to go back and forth and see family and friends and all that good stuff so maybe it's the same reason Maybe Matthew Kachuk, on the other hand, doesn't want to play for a team that all of a sudden doesn't have Johnny Gaudreau and not a lot in the pipeline to kind of supplant him with. Maybe yeah. that's it. Or maybe there is something, and Like, maybe there is something going on. It's hard not to leap to that conclusion because it's so shocking to see two players like this go right now you know what i mean like it's very hard not to take a moment and go okay everybody let's take an inventory and look around at each other and be like did somebody piss them off like let's just ask each other you know and and like you said it could it could be maybe that's not it at all but you just don't know yeah so uh yeah. let's talk about key or matthew kachuk possibly coming to nashville uh, this whole gravy train started with an athletic article. Mm -hmm. uh, it was from Jeremy Rutherford and Haley Salvain, two pretty good uh, writers. Uh, they said that, uh, yeah, Nashville is apparently on Kachuk's list of teams. He would not only agree to a trade to, but also places he would want to sign long term uh eric francis with sportsnet came out a while ago and said that list is not accurate he didn't say mm -hmm. what part of it's inaccurate he didn't say if there is a list he didn't say if there's teams that are not on that list you know so right who knows but, but the damage is done everybody is already linking nashville to matthew oh Kishore. the horse is out of the gate yeah like it's it's on yeah for sure uh, and it's it's interesting, and because of course it the fit is there. You know, obviously mm -hmm. the the Predators need a dynamic winger uh, to play opposite Philip Forsberg, kind of supplant their top six. This would certainly do that. Oh yeah, um, but there are some question marks. Yeah, there there are definitely some question marks about it. And a lot of debate on, you know, Predators hockey Twitter has kind of circled around like, what are you willing to give up? And there are some people who say everybody but Forsberg and Yossi on the table, 100%. And I'm and curious. I, I would throw Soros in there as well. Yeah, Soros too. Yeah. Um, are, do you agree with that? Is every, Should everybody be on the table but those three? And Duchesne. Players and yes. prospects. And Duchesne, yeah. Uh, I would say there's there's a core four you don't mm -hmm. touch because if you give them up, then what's the point of bringing in Matthew Kachuk? But Thank yeah. you. But I would say everybody else on the team, 
whether it's draft capital, my dog agrees with me, mm-hmm. whether it's Reach. draft capital, whether it's high-end prospects, whether it's, you know, players who are in the lineup right now, nothing is off the table. Really? And yeah, nothing is off the table. And, you know, I feel like there's a counter argument coming. So I kind of want to uh, get into that with you. So okay. let's do this. Let's let's take a let's take a brief advertising break and let's get to uh, let's let's argue this a little bit. Let's, let's sounds let's amazing. This. Uh, yeah. So today's sponsor is our friends at Built Bar, and they got a new flavor out called Coconut Brownie Chunk Puff. From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar. Guess what? It's now in puffs form. Puffs are a protein-infused marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate, and they now come in coconut brownie chunk form. But it's not like a weird dessert or candy bar or something that is going to spike your blood sugar for hours on land. No, Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high in protein, but still 100% delicious all built bars are made with collagen protein which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits so eat something that tastes good and is good for you uh they come in plenty of different flavors if you're not a big coconut fan that's fine because we have churro puffs banana cream pie puffs uh mud pie puffs we now have new flavors like cookie dough and um what was, what was the one we tried that we loved, Anne? S'mores. S'mores, come yeah. on. That's, yeah. I mean, if this is making your mouth water, then go to built.com right now and check out to see what flavors they have available. Coconut brownie chunk puffs are only here for a limited time, so you're wanna, uh, going to want to get them before time runs out. Go to built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, and let's let's have this out. So let's I clearly said uh, the, the four players I would deem untouchable, which are mm-hmm. Saros, Roman Yossi, Philip Forsberg, and Matt Duchesne. Agree. You I agree said, on that. Yeah, I said everybody else and everything else should be on the table. You're shaking your head. Why? I think you have to be careful in situations like this because, yes, getting Matthew Kachuk would be huge for the Nashville Predators. But you also have to be careful that you're not giving away something that makes the Nashville Predators that that means that when you bring in Kachuk, the Predators are going to be better. You don't want to swap him out with enough pieces that, you, you know, losing enough pieces that you end up just kind of net zero on this. Um, there. And there's a couple players that I'm like, Mm-mm. like, that would be a no for me. That, uh, that'd be a no for me, dog. Like, like, like uh, Matias Ekholm, hard pass. Like, look, you just got your defense, your defensive house in some semblance of order. Mm-mm. Now, said with love, Dante Fabro, okay. Yeah. You know, Dante Fabro, I, I feel like, okay. But I don't think you touch Ekholm um, or, or Yossi. I just don't think you do because they just got their defensive 
stuff in order. So I wouldn't touch Ekholm. The other one that people are floating out, the name that I have seen, a name that I have heard that I feel very uncomfortable with is Tanner Janot. I don't know. You really feel like Tanner Janot, you're like, eh, okay. Really? You'd sleep okay at night trading Tanner Janot for Matthew Kachuk. Would you rather have Tanner Janot or Matthew Kachuk? Would you rather have a guy who right now may be one of the 10 best players in the entire league? Or would you have a guy who has been in the league one season and it was a really good season, but do you envision Tanner Janot developing into what Matthew Kachuk is? And that's, that's the thing. I want both. And I feel like you can put together a trade package where you don't have to give up somebody like Tanner Janelle to get Matthew Kachuk. Like, I'm like, don't yeah. just throw everything but the kitchen sink at it. Like, get but, but keep what, both. But what if Calgary comes back and says, we want Tanner Janelle. That's the piece. That's, that's the young player piece we want. Like, are you, are you saying no, then deals off? In which case you pick Tanner Janot over Matthew Kachuk? Uh, first of all, I would say, look at this lovely Philip Tomasino we have here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would really, I would want the Predators to think long and hard because I, I, I feel like the conversation revolves around Matthew Kachuk or, and I'm like, you know what? If you play your cards right, it could be Matthew Kachuk and, and Tanner Janot is one of those ones that I would really not want to include in a package to get him here. Uh, Ellie Tolvanen, you know, I would like to see Tolvanen stay and rebound, but like, hey, you know what? I'll say nice things about you no yeah. matter where you play. But that's good. Go that's in a peace. Big if also with, yeah. uh, with Tolvanen rebounding. It's going to happen. I feel it. Yeah. I mean. Could, I don't know. What about like now see people like Ryan Johansson? Yeah. You're good with Ryan Johansson in a trade package for Kachuk. Well, here's, and here's the thing, and mm -hmm. you're going to need a significant player coming off the books in yes. some way to get Matthew Kachuk, because if you don't, you're not going to be able to afford him. This isn't a right. thing where you can like float Dante Fabro's contract and like, you know, a couple of things the other way. And then, you know, instantly sign him to a $10 million deal. You're probably going to need to give up some decent capital yeah. to get him. Um, and that's going to probably be either a Ryan Johansson, who has $8 million locked in mm -hmm. into kind of a supporting role. Let's be honest. Right. B Matthias Ekholm, who's making, you know, about six and a half. And, you know, we just said we, we would prefer I not, would not. To trade him because we need to, pay attention to our defense a little bit or mm -hmm. see Mikhail Granlund, who I think is, you know, a underrated part of what held that first line and what made that first line Fact. so good last year. So Fact. when you're looking at those options, you know, it you're who else would you pick, but Ryan Johansson, it clears right. up the most cap space. And, you know, at the same time, uh, it, it also helps, Calgary a little bit because yes. now all of a sudden you have a little bit of offensive firepower back. Now they lost two wingers and they have Elias Lindholm. So maybe it's a situation where they're going to want like a young scoring winger, at which point, you know, maybe that takes the Preds out of consideration a little mm -hmm. bit, 
But, you know, you're going to have to do something significant to get Matthew Kachuk. Yes, you are. Are you willing, would you be willing to part with Askarov? Yeah. Would you really? But but here's the thing, Anne, and this is, and I've seen like a lot of people when they're talking about, because you said like some people are floating like UC Soros' name and saying, oh, Askarov oh. in right now. This is. There's no way. If you have a young goalie, who's one of the best in the league. And that is what UC Saros is mm-hmm. one of the best in the league. He proved yes. it the past two seasons. Yes. Like why, why deal in hypotheticals? You know, if you don't have to like Saros is locked into a very team friendly contract, like 5 mm-hmm. million AAV for the next three years. Like, why would you like gamble on the unknown when you have a pure starter? We've said this many times because a lot of people are saying, oh, Askarov is, you know, he's the sure thing. He's going to come over here and be like thing. We don't know that. He could play in Milwaukee for the next two years and suck. Yeah, he's not going to suck. Yeah. Like how many times we've seen like first round goalies be like, oh, this is like the best goalie in the draft. Like play like five games in the NHL and be an AHL guy. We don't know that. Like, we don't know what's going to happen with Askarov. I mean, this can be a, this can be a situation like the Predators drafting Chet Picard with a first round pick. And then what happens the next year? Pecorine becomes the number one starter. And a lot of people are like, yeah, he's going to be a pretty good placeholder until Chet Picard's ready. Well, God bless Chet yes, Picard. We're still waiting for Chet Picard <laughs> to be ready, and Pekarene is one of the, the the best player in team history. So, like, there's I don't know. goalies. Like, yeah, it would suck to lose Askarov, but mm-hmm. you have a goalie right now. You have a young goalie who can win you games. Okay, so let's say just let's play in some hypotheticals. Let me put you on the the hot seat. Let's say. The Predators would trade Johansson, Fabro, Askarov, maybe um, Luke Evangelista or or like a, a, a pick. Do you feel like if they trade those pieces and bring in Matthew Kachuk, what does the team look like? I don't think they have Where's to- their ceiling? Yeah, I don't think they have to trade that much right now players, you know? Like I think, yeah. I think, I think Calgary is a team that's like, uh, we're kind of on the fence. <laughs> Uh, you know, they, they may want more futures or they may want a couple of first round picks or something like that. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. And this is, I guess my sort of commentary on the entire situation, mm-hmm. because a lot of Preds fans, you know, talk about the future and they want like, you know, Oh, we should be stockpiling like picks and prospects. Mm-hmm. You hope those picks and prospects develop into something like Matthew Kachuk, which is a young player, one of the best in the league that you can build your team around. You hope they develop into something like that. A lot of times, in fact, most times they don't. Right. So why gamble on, again, this is like the same thing with Saros and Askarov. Why gamble on the possibility when you can just go get the sure thing right Mm -hmm. now. And here's the thing with Matthew Kachuk. 
he's 23, 24 years 24, old. 25, 24. yeah. He's young. He's 24. I think when I looked yesterday, he's 24. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's right now one of the 10, maybe 15 best players in the entire NHL. I mean, there's people talking about him as an MVP candidate last year. Yes, I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. If you yeah. get him locked in long term, is that not, you know, what the Preds fans should be wanting? Yeah. Is a young player, one of the best in the league that you can build a team around that's going to be here even when Yossi and Forsberg are past their prime? Somebody that even when, you know, your original core ages out, you say, okay, at least we still have Matthew Kachuk. Here's somebody we can still build a franchise around. Mm-hmm. You're not having to scramble for a rebuild. And yeah. that's what Matthew Kachuk is. Matthew Kachuk, if you get him and you lock him up long term, you instantly change what the future of this franchise looks like. And, you know, because we, we were talking about this something on the Forecheck Slack. Is Matthew Kachuk going to be the piece that helps the Predators beat Colorado next year? or helps them, you know, get to the Stanley Cup? Are they instantly contenders? Maybe, maybe not. But they have somebody, a legitimate under-25 player to build around. And I think Mm -hmm. that's the missing thing that the Predators have moving forward. They have Roman Yossi, one of the best defenders in the league, in his prime right now, but he's on the other side of 30. Same with Matt Duchesne, other side of 30. You start looking five years down the road, you need somebody like Matthew Kachuk in their prime mm-hmm. that, hey, you know what? We we are aging out. We need to get younger. We need to bring in some new prospects. You can do that and still be competitive because you have a top 10 player in the league playing mm-hmm. on your top line. Yeah. I mean, I can understand that. Yeah. And, and I will say this about the whole Matthew Kachuk thing. There are some pieces, like I said, that I would not put on the table more than just kind of that core four. There are a couple pieces I would not put on the table. I will say this. You know, we have talked a lot about David Poyle, and we're going to talk a little bit more about David Poyle in just a minute. But this is a great window for the Predators to do something a little big, a little bold, um, in the pricey. sense that, yeah, pricey, because I said you, spicy. Oh, I, and pricey. I mean, they rhyme and they're both accurate. So they're not wrong. Yeah. Um, because, and, and this would be like, this would be a big one. But when you look at the seasons that Forsberg, Duchesne, Yossi, Soros had, when you look at how that core four performed last season, this would be the time. Like, this would be the time to do something bold. And that would be bold. Like, Matthew Kachuk would be bold. Like, let's let's be real. I mean, like, bold. But we're going to talk about David Poyle in in just a second, because we have David Poyle thoughts as oft predators people do. Um, But first want to let you know uh, that there are NFL stars who are going to move the betting line the most this season. Starting this week, Locked On gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. It is available on Locked On NFL, wherever you get your podcasts and YouTube. Here's I want to circle back to something you said, and you know, David okay. Will needs to do something bold, and now is the time. If if not now, then when? Yes, I would agree because, with that sort of. Yeah, because here's <laughs> the thing: like 
we did mention like, you know, the core is getting older. The window is shutting. Mm -hmm. The longer you put this off. Right. The more, you know, you're getting into a situation where you're going to cross the point of no return that either mm -hmm. it's like you have to really go all in or you're going to wind up, you know, needing to reinvent that core. And maybe that's when the rebuild talk comes into handy, mm -hmm. like a legitimate rebuild talk. You know, you look at the team this year, they had a Norris trophy candidate, mm -hmm. a Vezina trophy candidate and two 40 goal scores. Uh, when I looked this up the other day, I think that's only happened like four times, maybe five in the past, like since the first lockout in right. 2006 that a team has had two 40 goal scores, a Vezina nominee and a Norris nominee. Like it does, it, like it doesn't happen. Like it doesn't right. happen a lot. So there's your core, like right there. Like you have mm -hmm. players performing your best. So like, if you're not going to make a big swing to help those four players be best and like translate that to Stanley cup contendership. Yes. At what point do you like, and, and that's, I think what else favorite. do you need to make that move? Yeah. And that's my thing with David Poyle. Like mm -hmm. I think he's caught between eras a little bit. Um. Tell you me know, about I, that. I think he he does know that he needs to think about the future and get younger and bring in some up and coming pieces. Um, but I also think he wants to win with Roman Yossi and he wants to win with Philip Forsberg. Obviously, those two are locked in, but more so Matthias Eckholm. He's somebody who really yes. believes in Ryan Johansson and Mikhail Granlund. He's shown it before. Mm -hmm. But, you know, so he's like kind of this thing. And we, we've seen it in the past couple of years where the predators were kind of on the bottom, trying to scrape their way up to the postseason, when he didn't trade, you know, Matthias, I call Ryan Ellis at the deadline mm -hmm. um, or, you know, held on to, um, you know, Craig Smith and Nick Benino where he's like, well, you know, there may be some offers Maybe. out there, but yeah, you know, I, just, I just really believe in this team. I don't want to trade any of them. Um, I think you see a little bit of that where he still sees something in this core and he's not ready to rebuild. So if you're going to do that, if that's your belief, then you've got to be aggressive at getting this team some help. And I think that's why the Kachuk move is something that can really benefit the Predators. And I've said it like both short term, this makes them insanely better yes. next year. Like, does it make them a cup contender? Maybe not. But it gets them in that in that stratosphere where they're maybe one or two pieces away from being a cup contender. Not like big pieces. They're maybe one like, like yes. piece away. Like they may yes. be like the guy like the Tampa Bay Lightning when they got Blake Coleman, like they won the cup. Like that may mm -hmm. be the Predators if you get Matthew Kachuk. But David Poyle's got to pull that trigger. And look, I know a lot of people have kind of criticized his offseason so far. David Poyle is a guy who is impossible to read. The Predators yes. don't leak a lot of stuff. Like some of these trades the Predators have made in the past, like uh, Shea Weber for uh, P.K. Subban, mm -hmm. came out of absolutely nowhere. Like There David was Poyle, no nothing out there. Yeah. 
David Poyle doesn't leak anything. Um, he's not somebody where you hear like chatter. And it's like, oh, you know, so-and-so is interested in possibly moving this person or, or the Preds have asked on, on this person. Um, yeah, like that's that's not something it doesn't David Poyle does. Like he just kind of pops up and it's like, surprise, here's Matthew Kachuk. <laughs> Out uh, of a cake. Yeah, out of out of Philip Forsberg's cake. Uh, I'm sure like, yeah, I'm sure like Matthew Kachuk is eating like a strawberry pie somewhere at a diner. <laughs> David Poyle's just going to explode out of the piece with like, a, here's a seven-year offer. Best we can do. Yeah. Um, oh, you gosh. Know, I'm sorry, putting that image back in your head. Thank you. But, and I think that's kind of the thing that's close to the chest. A lot of people are like, come on, Preds, do something. We don't really know mm -mm. what David Boyle is doing. He's a PR no. guy. He is going to spin every situation like in the business thing. He even said he had a like the whole Forsberg thing. You know, yes. like, he went and said like A, B, C, D, like his all these plans and backup plans. And then he comes out and it's like, oh yeah, we never never had any of those. Philip Forsberg was always our thing. That was just kind of talking for the cameras. Right. So who knows what David Poyle is doing? Yeah. He may have he may have been calling on Matthew Kachuk since the season ended. You know, he it may, could be, yeah. He may have been in on Johnny Gaudreau. He may be working on another deal. Maybe somebody mm -hmm. like JT Miller, who's only going to be here one year, but maybe fits into, you know, sort of the let's see what happens this year strategy. We don't know. And that's the thing with David Boyle and something I have to kind of remind Preds fans. We're probably not going to know until it happens. Right. So I think in this situation, obviously, like we need a second liner. Or, you know, in this case, somebody who's going to be a, a top liner. We mm -hmm. need somebody in the top six. Like, that's yes. obvious. I think it's obvious to David Poyle. Um, but I would – and I'm trying to think of the best way to say this. It might behoove us to have a little bit of patience, which is yes. not something we're adept at having sometimes. <laughs> yes, uh, we're not known for that. Yeah, in this social media world mm -hmm. when it comes to sports. But I think in this case, we're not going to know anything until it happens. So right. I think just breathe, it, everybody. It behooves us to just take a seat, take a deep breath, and see how everything plays out. Yes, I would agree. I think, and here's the thing. I'm I'm curious what your take is on it. I I'm very 50-50 on this. And like you said, there's very little from Poyle or the organization to get a gauge or a read on. I'm like, I could see it happening. I could see it not happening. I could see the predators going, yeah, we're not, you know, we're not, we're not jumping on that train. So I don't know. Where do, what do you think? Like, give me a percentage. Give me uh, a percentage that uh, it happens. On, on the Kachuk happens? Yeah, yeah. That the predators are in on Kachuk. That they're in on Kachuk. Both. Do both. That they're in on it and that they land him. That they're in on Kachuk? Mm-hmm. 75 to 80%. Okay. How close do you, like, what's your percentage that, that they're going to maybe bring him to Smashville? 15 to 20. Okay. Okay. 
Yeah. I think, yep, those should set though let those percentages set expectations, friends. <laughs> yeah. You will you will be less frustrated as the day goes on. <laughs> yeah. And you know, let's also remember there's probably 31 NHL teams in on Matthew Kachuk also that are going oh, to be uh, yes. bring them in. Uh including <laughs> somehow probably including the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, I I can't. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe, maybe they trade uh, Jack Eichel for nothing next and then bring in Matthew Kachuk to replace him. Like, I always say I couldn't be a, a, an NHL general manager, and then I look at Vegas, and I'm like, well, yeah, it's maybe. Not hard. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like the guy with the Amex. You just keep maxing it out, Yes, and then it's like, hey, you can't spend anymore, so you, like, pay off. The, pay the minimum. Like, yeah, you you pay you pay the minimum to like buy like the new pair of Louis Vuitton shoes. Hundred percent. Yeah, just keep kicking it down the road. Right. Uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> so Matthew Kachuk, we'll see if it happens. Uh, mm-hmm. Expectations low, but hey, that would certainly change the perspective perception of the Preds moving forward. Wouldn't huge. It, it would yeah. be. Yeah, that'd be huge. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to do it for us on the Locked on Predators podcast. And where can people find you when they're not listening? You can find my work at onthefourcheck.com. And you can find me on Twitter at Ann K underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me at onthefourcheck.com as well. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NS Morgan. While you're there, be sure to follow the show at LO underscore Predators. And if you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe, and leave a comment. Let us know what you think about the Kachuk situation. That's going to do it for today's episode. Thanks for making Lockdown Predators your first listen of the day every single day. We'll be back tomorrow with a new episode.